Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Welcome back. Our old friend Mike Scarborough, TigerBait.com, joins us now on the road uh, to, you know, Go get uh, some film on a prospect because that's what he does and does so well there. Mike, um, Mississippi State this week, uh, I would have said three weeks ago, most people would have thought that this game would have been a little bit less interesting because of the expectations with LSU. They had the loss to FSU. Obviously, last week was Grambling. Do you think that this one is has become more interesting than it maybe was thought to with certain fans because they're not as confident after the Florida State game? Oh, absolutely. And the first three or four offensive series that Grambling had last week, uh, you know, a casual observer just looked at the box score and the final score, uh, but Grambling was having uh, uh, a pretty damn good offensive showing there uh, early on in the football game. Um, so far, what I've seen out of this LSU football team is one of the top four uh, uh, worst defenses I've seen uh, of any LSU team in the last 30 years. And so that's including the last two of Donardo, 2008, uh, and, of course, uh, 20 and 21. And so, uh, yeah, it, it's a lot of head scratching. Uh, I, I think, you know, Jimmy Lynn's the LSU's defensive line coach, uh, suffering a major health uh, situation right before fall camp started. Uh, I think that could be much more of, of a factor than people think. Um, and, and the staff, uh, you know, elevating analysts and so forth to, to, to coach on the field. Um, and then there's some, uh, not, uh, not only that, but I think there's been some disappointing performances from guys that a lot of people thought were poised to have all SEC types of seasons. It's early, but I think LSU's one of multiple teams. Uh, I was on a, a show earlier today in, in Alabama uh, where everybody's kind of, you know, scratching their head and, and wondering, uh, there, there's a, 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 a picking up of, of the pieces, but how many pieces is there truly to pick up? Is there, you know, how much do you, um, how, how far overboard do you go with the concern and, and what is real? But back to your original question, this, this game tomorrow in Starkville is scarier than uh, a lot of people thought it was going to be three weeks ago. Mike, how long do you think before they scrap the let's make Harold Perkins a linebacker all the time, a middle linebacker plan, and just say paint a red X on the quarterback and go get him? That's fine if you want to do that, but that that performance that you saw against Arkansas last year where he basically single-handedly won the game for LSU, uh, but we saw how Texas A&M game planned and defended him and Georgia in the SEC title game, he was a non-factor. And so if he's a one-trick pony um, and that's all you do with him, you're, you're setting himself up and you're setting yourself up to give up some big plays. And so uh, I think 
Harold Perkins knows it, that, the, uh, that uh, in order to be uh, a true linebacker and, and a guy that the NFL folks want, you're, you're going to need to be an, a, a, a traditional linebacker and learn the position. And um, unfortunately, everybody saw what they saw last season and wonder why that's not being repeated. But they forget about the, the, the last two uh, two of the last three games, how, they, how he was basically rendered uh, as a non-factor. Mike, what's going on with the, uh, the lack of targets for Kyron Lacey early on in the season so far? Well, he's dropping balls again. Um, uh, he had multiple receivers drop balls. Uh, him, Shelton Sampson, uh, Brian Thomas. Um, I mean, there were multiple passes in that Florida State game that could have been, you know, touchdowns, a pivotal third down that Lacey uh, dropped in, in, in that game. Uh, resulted in, in a punt. And so um, that position, like the running back spot, is loaded with numbers and quality athletes. And I think at some point, um, you know, you, 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 you start penalizing guys for, for dropping balls. If you're going to sit John Emery down uh, because he, he puts the ball on the ground, um, you, w- w- why don't you do the same for wide receivers? Um You've got some really, really young, uh, some good young ones right behind them. Um, and, and, I, and, I, and I'd like to see Aaron Anderson get more involved in the offense. Mike, you mentioned talking to folks in Alabama today. Is there a feeling around the SEC that maybe some of the leagues have taken, I wouldn't say a chunk, but some nibbles out of them that are maybe – uh, showing themselves now in the terms that the depth isn't there as much as it has been in the past. Um, I, I think so. Uh, I, I, I think a lot of it too is who has the, uh, the marquee quarterback. Um, but there's no doubt that the transfer portal is, is also eating some things out. And um, I, I know in LSU's case, um, we're also seeing where there's been multiple positions in the state of Louisiana that, that um, particularly defensive back, the, the, the state hasn't been producing uh, the, the, the type of guys there. Uh, whereas the position that this state usually doesn't produce offensive linemen, it is producing. So I think there might be a cynical thing hit there. Um but if you want to look at LSU and Alabama and start to draw some conclusions, I think they're both unique situations. But it's looking at Nick Saban and, and what they've got left on the schedule and that quarterback spot there and, and a lot of people wondering, could this be the beginning of the end? Um, I immediately last Saturday night said, when was the last time he lost the game this early in September? And uh, I was right. It was uh, when he was at LSU. Uh, it's been that long. So what does that set up for him the, the, the rest of the way? Could he lose to an Ole Miss or an LSU and, and have a three-loss season? Uh, I think he has a three-loss season, and, and, that, and he could very well retire if he doesn't think he's got uh, some guys uh, coming up in, 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 in 24 or 25 that can give him a chance to go out on top and, and make a run at a title. Uh, uh, I think that's very real. 
So, um, I mean, there are, there are positives, you know, like everybody, you know, not to be negative, this is still a team that, that most people think is going to be really good in LSU. Um, what do they have to do against Mississippi State to get their swagger back? Um, look, the, the line was, uh, last I saw was nine and a half. I think, you know, you, you, you can beat that team by a, a, a dozen or, or at least a, a couple of scores. Um, and, and start to show some signs of life on that defensive front and uh, not give up as many big plays in the secondary. Um, they're still trying to find the right combination of defensive backs. But you've got to have some rush off the edge. And, you, and Mason Smith needs to find his way and be the guy that everybody thinks he can be, as well as Savion Jones and Obi Ogofu and, 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 and others. It's... Um, uh, until that defense starts to uh, show that they can actually uh, hunker down and, and force some three and outs here and there and, and um, play a solid pass defense, uh, you, you, you're going to have a bunch of nervous uh, folks here. But this team could absolutely have the same uh, path as last year where you lose to Florida State and you go on and, and, and pile together a bunch of wins and – and then all of a sudden in November, you, you're, you, know, you have the possibility for some bigger things. Um, uh, you, you don't have a Tennessee uh, in the middle of the schedule. you got a trip to Missouri instead. Um, but you do have a lot of road games. So um, they've got to play better defensively. Um, you, you've got folks over here fantasizing about uh, Baylor and Aranda cutting ties and could Aranda get back to Baton Rouge somehow. Uh, Matt House is taking a lot of arrows. Yeah, uh, look, I, I I think it's too early. I, I, didn't, mean to dro- I didn't mean to drop that uh, that that bomb on you. But, look, uh, I, we look. It's too early to even speculate about that right now, Mike. But uh, look, if you read our message board, it's not for them. <laughs> but I just tell you from the administration standpoint, like it's too early to even speculate on something like that. But but yeah, they like Baylor has a tough like as tough of a schedule as you can imagine for them coming up and the way that they've played, even going back to last year where they're on a six game skid now. Yeah. I mean that, you know, I know that the struggles will sit there and hope that uh, he would pop back to, uh, to Baton Rouge uh, and and do that. I, I I also think that there's, there's people in, in Los Angeles that think that he might come home and, and want to take that job if things go South because, uh, the defense at, at USC cost them another shot at a national title. Yeah. So, well, um, like you said, it's early, but, uh, people are already starting to, um, uh, topics and subjects that you would have thought were untouchable. Um, uh, criticism of Brian Kelly by actual LSU fans and not, uh, talking heads out of state has been, um, you know, is he playing too much golf? We've been getting everything on our shows. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, it's it's very early. You They can get hot, Mike. Mike, enjoy the night. Uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Uh, and, uh, and and let's see what happens against Mississippi State. All of a sudden, the, the renaissance could begin again. You never know. All right. All right. All right, Paul. Have a good weekend, man. Talk soon. All right. That's Mike Scarborough, TigerBait.com. He's a good friend of the show and. We have a a a, uh, a group text with me and him and Smokey that's hilarious.
I'll mm. just tell you. It is not for public consumption, but it's hilarious. Oh, I bet. I bet it's elite <laughs> content. <laughs> it is hilarious. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.